You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Can We Talk? This is Eric. I'm here with Anthony, Shayna, and our special guest, Anthony. <laughs> what's up? What's up, what's up? Anthony's joining us for the first time, and this is Shayna's uh, boyfriend. Yes. For those who don't know. He's one of many things, but I think that's his greatest accomplishment. Right? <laughs> so what's happening? Yo, we took, a t- we took a brief hiatus last week. Now we're back. It's after the holidays. How was, how was the food? How was the holidays? How was Thanksgiving? We had Chinese food. Oh, yes. that's different. Why Chinese? Oh, you don't like you don't, don't like Thanksgiving like, food. Don't, I don't like holiday food. So we had, yeah, thank. We had um, we we ate and we chilled with the family. So. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. What you do, at? Yeah, Thanksgiving was cool. You know, chilling with the family is nice. The only thing I don't like is the the awkward catch up. The usual. Right. Hey man, you done got big. <laughs> like, we, thanks for reminding me. <laughs> we, we thought you was gonna be skinny like your daddy. Oh. I was like, yeah, must be my pockets. <laughs> hey, I was having a conversation. Someone was telling me like, um, turkey is the most overrated food that you can have for Thanksgiving. I agree. Turkey's kind of gross. I like it fried. Yeah, I mean, but think about like turkey of all of the birds is the driest. It's the nastiest. I don't know. I just can't. I can't do it. I'm gotta, sorry. Gotta add some flavor. Yeah, right. Like we slaughter all these turkeys just to talk about them. For, for, right. <laughs> talk about how trash they are. Right. <laughs> like for me, I'm just mac and cheese, you know, ham, greens. I got to do sweet potato uh, pie. Have to. If it's good. Yes. If it's right. good. And I, <laughs> one of my coworkers too, we talking about this. So she's white um, and obviously I'm black. And she was saying that <laughs> they eat pumpkin pie. And I was like, I never had pumpkin pie ever. And she was like, what? Have you, have, have you, how have you not had pumpkin pie? And I just said, it's not, I don't think it's a black thing. I don't think really black people eat pumpkin pie like that. I think it's just too much. My mom made it one time. Yeah. Like, you got to cut the pumpkin. And cut and it. You got to cut the pumpkin. And then you got to cut it up. Yeah. And then you got to boil it. And then you got, yeah. It's too much. I think it's just too much. She- <laughs> <laughs> you had it. Yeah, I did recently. At, at my second job, um, a woman that used to be my supervisor, because I, I went to another department, she was like, I made some pumpkin pie, go get some. I'm like, all right, I'll take it on my way out. You know, I had a taste of it. I was like, damn, mm. this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I wanted to be nice, so I like, all right, I'll take this with me, you know. Nope. Yeah, man, but it's it's, it's all right. I've, I've You ain't got to take it with you. You don't got to, yeah, don't. Just put the plate down, face down in the, in the trash. trash. <laughs> so, well, I did that after I left. I, I made the impression that I was taking it. Right, with. right. So I guess let's get started because you know we have the segments now. So we're gonna get started with Shayna's segment. What about hip- current events? Oh, let's do current, yeah, yeah, let's do current events, events first. Yeah. So in the news, um, I was looking at this Robert Mueller investigation, and I see that Michael Flynn has pleaded guilty uh, to lying to the FBI, yeah. and a lot of people are saying that him pleading guilty is sort of uh, showing that he's uh, cooperating with the FBI in their invest- investigation. And I don't think pre- Trump's going to last any much longer. I think I'm going to give him another maybe five or six months before some comes out. put money on it? I yeah. think he's going to do his whole term. I think, think so? I think Trump is going to do his whole term. I don't think so. Think about the people who's getting caught up right now who are so close to him I during the transition. I think he's going to do his whole term, man. Impeachment just uh-huh. means he gets charged with a crime. That's it. Bill Clinton uh-huh. got impeached. It's definitely an interesting concept when you think about it, though. Why is that? Because I don't, I don't know, man. You know, it's 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 really 
we're, we're fucked either way. If if he <laughs> yeah. if, if he gets impeached, we're stuck with Mike Pence. Yeah. You know, if he doesn't get impeached, then we got higher tensions with um, King John Un. Right. Um. It's it's just it's it's an interesting concept to me. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I know North Korea, they about to they on the the brink of of attacking us right now at this point because they uh they had one of their um their missile launches and it showed that it could reach anywhere in the continent of the U.S. So we might be we might be in some trouble coming up soon, man. But um. I'm I'm holding out hope that you know Robert Mueller can find something on Donald Trump and that he can get impeached. But again, it takes the Congress; they have to vote on it, and the Congress right now is Repu- Republican um, majority, so it's it's going to take a lot. It's going to be a shot in the dark. But I'm just hoping that something comes out of this. Uh, Matt Lauer, Matt oh, Lowry, shoot, Matt Lowry, Lauer. I say that as a joke. Bad, Lowry, ba- yeah. bad boys reference. Man, everybody's getting caught up right now. Yeah, everybody. yeah, everybody. I didn't expect Matt Lauer though. Charlie Rose, Charlie Rose. That shocked me the most. It's like the top anchors for CBS and NBC are done. But Matt Lauer, like, well, Matt, Lauer. how bold you got to be to pull your dick out at work? And he had like a, little, a button in his office that locks right, the doors. Right. How crazy is that? Like you're a predator. Yeah, but real, I yeah. feel like. The most important thing that just happened was the pass of that tax reform. Oh, yeah. Like, that's basically going to gut the middle class yeah. and the lower lower class, you know, individuals that rely on subsidies mm-hmm. to basically get by, to basically live the American dream. So That's because these politicians are bought and paid for by these corporations. They could care less about the people that they represent. You know, a, a good quote is, you know, taxation without representation is least to tyranny. And this is pretty much showing you that we're being taxed, but they're not the, the, the people who represent us and put in office aren't representing our interests. They represent the interests of those people who have money. So that's the scary thing. And it's going to ruin the middle class. It's going to be a trickle down economics, what they thought would work during um, Reagan's era. It's going to cause a lot of economic turmoil. What in the middle class, though? I think that right. kind of went away a long yeah. time ago. There is a middle class, right? There's no black middle class, but there is a middle class. <laughs> but even even that middle class is dwindling at this point. I mean, right now, you're looking at, again, 1% of the population controlling majority of the income. Mm-hmm. And so you're looking at these people who claim they're middle class. But honestly, when we think about it, we're just different tiers of poor. <laughs> Basically, it, it ain't no, there's no middle class. Um, yeah. But but this is going to further divide uh, uh, the the rich and the poor gap, and, and and really, especially those poor black people, you know, poor Hispanics, poor minorities, is going to be a wrap in the next few years in terms of just our wealth and our our ability to move forward and progress. Um, so it's sad. It's a sad, sad state of events right now, but. <laughs> At this point, what can we do about it? We can prepare ourselves, prepare our minds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> prepare our minds. Basically, that's all we can do. That's all we can. So any other current events, what's, what else is going on in the world right now? I'm trying to think. Just a lot of, a lot of sad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's move on to who wants to do their segment next? I Shana, guess I can do my Shana's hip-hop corner. Hip-hop corner. Go ahead. I haven't really listened to any hip-hop in the last seven days. I did listen to Miguel's album. Okay. And I do I do like it. I like Miguel. I like the fact that none of his albums sound alike. Okay. What do you think about the Grammy noms? Oh, mm. yeah. Uh, 
I feel like I don't put a lot of weight on the Grammys. I feel like it's a popularity contest. Yeah. Do you think it's a step in the right direction? That I think album of the year. There's no white artist in album. White of the year. male no, artist. No white, white male, male artist. artist. No white male artist. Mm-hmm. I don't see. I I didn't like four four four. Like I, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. So I don't. I don't think that should be competing. Like. For album of the year, it's a lot of yeah. I just don't agree with a lot of the nominations. Mm. Did you? Did you like? Hear? I think uh, I can't. I can't. I don't know if I can pronounce his name. Khalid, the American oh, team. Yeah. yeah, he's nominated on R and B, and I think his album is a pop album. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's an R and B album, like at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's kind of the music nowadays. It really doesn't. There's no clear cut genre that any song is in or any artist is in right now. I think there's sort of a hybrid of, of multiple genres, but you know, just for the sake of these awards, you got to sort of put them in a, into a box. Man, I don't think R&B really, I think R&B really exists it nowadays does, it in the mainstream, man. It's pop. You know, Solange was a good breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. But, oh, you know, oh, she didn't, did she get nominated? No. That was uh, last year, that wasn't last it? Year? Yeah. Um, but you know, when you listen to people like, um, and these people have talent, you know, mm-hmm. like SZA and maybe um, this era of the weekend, yeah. you know, that's, that's pop, man. They can sing, but that's pop. You know, I mean, I miss, I miss the what's the four one one kind of R and B. You know, the Urban Hang Suite kind of R and B. We don't got much of that these days. I mean, I think it's just they're trying to broaden their their audience, and we yeah. look at an audience of, you know, usually younger white females is going to be again. You got to go into the pop realm a little bit. You got to broaden your whole album, though, even I mean, the B sides. Oh yeah, and yeah. the one nomination I, I was discussing with Anthony earlier this week was the like the urban contemporary category. Mm-hmm. That's more so for like a Beyonce, like an R and B like slash pop album, mm-hmm. and they put Childish Gambino's album in there. And I feel like that album is more a traditional R and B album. That's funk. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, interesting. But you know, with, with music nowadays, though, I just look at it as. Again, the album, the concept of albums don't really exist anymore because people are downloading just single songs. And so really, those pop songs are going to get the most downloads. So therefore, you're going to be noticed or known as what that song is. Quick, quick little thing. Did you hear about Q-Tip? Yeah. At the Grammys and Knife Wonder. Oh, yeah, yeah. Knife Wonder. Oh, yeah. Rhapsody got nominated. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't I I just didn't I didn't uh, look at the rent his rant. I kind of understand where he was coming from. But I also believe, like, what they kind of did at the Grammys wasn't cool with the producers last year. Mm. Yeah, because I think the reason Knife Wonder got dragged into the ramp is because, you know, the producers are part of the people that the Grammys reach out to for nominations and consideration and stuff like that. And, you know, Knife Wonder's a part of that. You know, he's a he's a known figure in hip hop music. You know, no one producer. So I thought it was like a body of artists. Like, I think they call it, they're Neris. Mm. Like, it's a body of artists that vote. But these are people that can, like, it's mostly white people and mm-hmm. old people. So I don't think that he should take that all out on knife. Well, not all out on him, but he's like, hey, man, you're a part of this committee. But, yeah. You know. Wait, for those who don't know, can someone summarize what the rant was about? Okay, so I read an article on it, and he's basically like, you know, quote, unquote, I'm tired of you Grammy niggas. You know, like you know, Q-Tip, when he can get gutter, he can get right. gutter. You know, he's like, man, you know, um, I, I appreciate that John invited us last year. and We gave a tribute to Fife, but come on, man. Yeah. And that was a great album they released. It yeah. was. You know, I believe, I should have thought that, I thought that was going to get nominated mm. for at least hip-hop album of the year, but 
it was just an old rant, you know, man, just going on off. I feel like we put too much weight on the meaning of like Grammys. Right. Like they don't know what's going on as far as, you know, urban music. So Mm. I look at it this way. An artist looks to a Grammy like an actor looks to an Oscar. To them, it's important. Like Tech Nine, he's an independent artist and he's been striving his whole life for a Grammy. He's too different. He's too mm-hmm. independent. But he looks to a Grammy like, you know, Denzel or Wokon, not Wokon Phoenix, but Casey Affleck looked to an Oscar. Mm-hmm. It's important. It means something. But that's, that's unfortunate, though, because I think that any musician or actor, whoever it may be in entertainment, should do their craft because of that 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 passion that they have. It shouldn't be about for getting Grammys or awards. It's about fulfilling whatever that artistic vision is that you have. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I guess people do seek validation and the validation through that. Um, but again, if you're making music for you or for the people who enjoy it, that should be your, that should be the most important thing. Yeah. I remember uh, listening to an interview with David Banner and he was talking about how he basically had to pull a big crit to the side and be like, Hey, like you can't get frustrated because you're not getting the accolades. Like you're doing what you love. And he's like, are you making enough money to maintain your lifestyle? He's like, then that should be, Mm-hmm. You know, that should be good enough. That's real. Yeah, we do get caught up on these, these again, popularity contests. It's not about, it's really about the name, you know. I mean, if, if Q-Tip was was Jay-Z and that same situation happened, yeah, he would have been nominated. Um, but unfortunately, he's not as, as popular amongst everyone else, I guess the masses, well, as I a mean, Jay-Z is. Was their album a top five hip-hop album of the year? Easily? It, it was. Out, it was. But in terms of, of again, widespread, wide, right? <laughs> I mean, but widespread four 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 was more was important too. Like I got to get it, out. It's, it's it's important. What what was yeah. important about it? Man, fessing up, saying I cheated. My bad. No Didn't one Nas do that. No one wins. And when life the fa- is good. Mm-hmm. And that's a good important album too. But no one wins when the family feuds. <laughs> Come on. I mean, but when you think about people in um, a suburban kid in, in Metro Detroit. Is going to listen to Jay Z over Q Tip, you know. So, and again, it's about how you appeal to those who who are the mainstream, you know, in in whatever culture. I mean, Joey Badass album was better than Four Four Four. Way better. Yeah, way better. That was a good one too. They had no nominations. Was better than Damn. So, I mean, Four Four Four, 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 four <laughs> had a few good songs. I agree, but overall, it it wouldn't. It was important. It's important. I understand I'm why you're saying die. it's important. I'm let that die. <laughs> I understand it's important though. I mean, just the message he was speaking. Um, no, no, no. I wasn't saying that it wasn't better than four four four. She said it was better than damn, and I was uh, kind of, you know. Oh yeah, that's that's, yeah, we get it, that's yeah. up for debate though. Huh? It is because damn, I, yeah. that's that's my my album. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a Kendrick stan. I can't. Yeah, Man, yes. hey, hey, <laughs> yes. So let's move on to Anthony's two cent. Let's hear about these movies you're saying. Um. Okay. Well. Um. I. I I got two cents here. One is about, you know, just what I saw. And the other one is about something like personal that I want to speak to Mm. just like as a universal theme. Um, But the movie I saw today was three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. That's a pretty good one. Dark comedy. uh, Francis McDormand, Woody Harrelson, Sam Rockwell. Um, It's about this woman. Her daughter was uh, raped while dying. And it's been like almost over a year. And it's a small town. Cops haven't found any leads. So she's pissed off. So she makes three three billboards asking the chief of police, like, "Yo, like, why haven't you done something?" Mm. And the 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 story's more complex than that. You know, it's in a small town. There's racial tensions. There's tensions with even just the characters, but it's really just about redemption and revenge and knowing that you're not too old to make a change. Mm. 
it's a profane film. There's a lot of cursing, but it's pretty good. I liked it. Okay. But that kind of uh, went into my, you know, second part, which I, I won't take that long. It's like two or three minutes. But, um, you know, I figured in, in this life, I'm trying to figure out who I am, who I am spiritually and what, 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 what my identity is. And, you know, the main fact I've always known is that, you know, I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Mm. That's something I've always believed, but I never really like acted on it. You know, like yeah. it's something like, oh, the sky is blue. Of course, the sky is blue. But it's like I, I, I never really acted on it. So I kind of just took a hard look at, you know, I love hip hop and film to death. Mm. But I kind of just took a hard look at what I listen to and what I watch. And some of the stuff I just I just decided to clear it off my iPod. Yeah. You know, like I listen objectively. I think Jay-Z is one of the greatest to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I understand, you know, five percent, five percenters and stuff like that. But, you know, like I never really rocked with the whole Hova thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, I'm the true and living, you know, something like that. It's cold. It's it's a cold, you know, um, line. But it's like I can't really rock with that personally, man. So I kind of like oh. I kind of like took most of Jay-Z's catalog off my iPod. Oh, man. I mean, this is just my subjective opinion. Yeah, like, yeah. Objectively, I think he's one of the greatest, you yeah. know. But, um, you know, I just I just had to make a change, man. And um, I guess what my two cents is, if you got a part of your identity or character that you're trying to build on, I'm a feminist. I'm pro-black. I'm this. I'm that. Don't be halfway. Like, like ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to be a halfway follower of Christ. Yeah. So that was, and that's real though, because I think in any time, again, someone makes that proclamation that that they're they're moving towards whatever values they believe in. A lot of times, they still sort of dabble or keep their foot in the other other door. Yeah, like, and, and and I understand again, it's it's hard though, because we are human beings. We do nobody's perfect. No one's perfect. You know, we do slip up, but you know, to make that conscious decision, like, all right, I'm just I'm going to follow the beliefs. You know, I'm going to. Give up those things I think are, are immoral or sinful. And I'm not trying to say all of hip-hop is sacrilegious. It's just that I just made a change for myself. Like, one of my favorite horror films of all time is called The Devil's Rejects. Mm. You know, I yeah. love that movie, but, you know, I asked myself, you know, what the fuck are you doing? You, yeah. you love a movie called The Devil's Rejects. Yeah. And I don't know, man. It's just me, man. No, no, it's real. Um, and I was also, I don't know if y'all see the show on Fox. It's called Lucifer. <laughs> see that? <laughs> right. Like, some of that stuff is like, what? I, I, I can't even laugh at that, man, because I'm like, man, they really turned that into a, a show on a mainstream network. Right. And then I was watching the other day. So one of my friends, he got me um, watching a little bit of it. I was like, I, I ain't paying attention to this. You know, I just I just sat down with, with them and watched it just because just to see him through. And they try to make the character, the Lucifer character, seem so you know, likable and sympathetic. Right. I'm like, what in the world? What is that really, you know, teaching people in terms of, you know, that, that moral guidance and moral compass but you know I, I commend you for that that decision you know it's a tough decision but again if you want to make that spiritual um transition in your life yeah definitely do that make it happen i'm just trying to get saved I feel, yeah I, I don't know if it's as simple as somebody ducking you underwater and going like this my mm. bad but it's just like i don't know man i'm just i'm trying to reach some kind of salvation with myself mm. but that just built upon me trying to say if you got something that you define yourself as then go all the way don't go halfway Nice. Yeah, that's great. That's a great word to, to sort of live by. So I guess let's move into our topic. Um, So last week, again, was Thanksgiving, and then Friday was that Black Friday. So, you know, consumerism right now is at the point where it's at its apex. Everyone's buying stuff. Everyone's standing in line for hours trying to get that, that newest iPad or iPhone. 
what in the world? Why do people do it? I, I'm has such an adverse view of the holidays and Black Friday. Someone explain to me why this is such a big deal, a big thing in our society, and what is this going to sort of do um, moving forward? Like, how far can we go in terms of people spending money on these really vain, worthless things? In my in my opinion. Okay, can we start by? Um, well, I want to start by giving a definition of Black Friday. Go for it. Um, all year, most retailers, um, outside of like Home Improvement, they operate in the red. Mm. And the day after Thanksgiving kicks off the holiday season. So that's when they move from the red, which is the negative, to the black, which is positive. That's why they call it Black Friday. Mm. Mm. And um, I've worked in retail (laughs) during, uh, like, Black Friday, the holiday season. I think that kind of contributes to me being so jaded about the holiday season. Like, I'm not. I have a little I have a little child and she's very aware, aware that I'm not in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> <laughs> like no Christmas music for you, no. <laughs> I like see I but see I like Christmas music. I listen okay. to Christmas music all year long. Kirk Franklin's and the family's Christmas is like my favorite <laughs> album, like one of my favorite albums of all time. Mm. But I I'm just not I just don't get in the spirit. She called me a Scrooge a couple years ago. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things for me. I don't understand why we give into this gimmick. I mean, this is literally, you know, corporate greed at its finest. You know, they they're really creating these holidays or these supposed, um, you know, supposed holidays. I guess not really Black Friday's not really holidays. It's sort of just a, a day for people to shop. But again, this is for them to really pad their 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 money, make money off the backs of people who really don't shouldn't be buying that stuff. And I personally don't think it's important. I don't know. If, I don't know where where we're going in the uh, sense of what Christmas and what the holidays really meant to sort of how it led to this, this corporate greed and this sort of money grab. You know, it is now. You know, I ain't, I ain't trying to make fun of my mama, but I remember when we went like, you know, like I said, I love movies and I, and I, I used to buy a lot of DVDs growing up. So I remember when I was younger, my mom and I, we, um, we were going to meet at my grandma's house for Thanksgiving dinner, but she says, let's go to target first. Yeah. You know, let's, let's go get some movies. And I'm realizing we standing in line, like like going around Target. I'm a, I'm like 11. I'm like, yeah. like my are these movies still gonna be there tomorrow? Well, you know, let's just get it tonight. And I'm like, okay, you know, so I'm seeing people in line. I'm thinking in my small head, oh, they're all here for the movies too. But you know, there's TVs on sale. There's um, right. there's speaker systems on sale. And as we're walking in, I'm seeing people cut in front of each other. I'm seeing people rush over each other. My mom was like guarding me. And when I get home and I look at my DVDs that I gathered. I asked myself, was that worth it? <laughs> and then when you realize it's on sale online, too, I said, <laughs> was it really worth it? <laughs> Fast forward to um, um, the actual Black Friday. When I got off work, you know, I just decided for old time's sake, let me hit up Best Buy, see if there's some movies I could grab. Yeah. This is because, like, you know, the real Black Friday happens Thursday night. Yes. Right. You yeah. know, so this was all after the chaos. So, you know, in the end, I got um, Get Out and Moonlight on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. you know, two movies that I like. Um, and there was a woman and I was going through this bin and the woman was like, kind of older than me. She was like, yeah, I remember those days. I don't really do that no more. And you know me, I don't really 
talk to people. <laughs> but um, I decided to indulge her. I was like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I'm just, just after work, just looking through it. She was like, no, I mean, I don't go through those bins. Last night I saw a kid sneeze into those. <laughs> oh, God. So the DVDs just fell from my hand real slowly. <laughs> and then I just had an epiphany like, dang, what am I doing? I could have yeah. got these online. For real. I was about to ask you, why are you buying DVDs anyway? But that's, that's a different story. Blu-rays. <laughs> Blue, is our Blu-rays? Blu-ray. But the funniest thing is like seeing people like fighting over, you know, the, the spots in line and fighting over items. Like, is it really that worth it? Like you said, when you go on, on Monday, you can buy it online. No lines. None of that. You, you're fighting over some. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, man. We're, people standing in line, they got some treasures. When, you know, maybe five years from now, you might sell those DVDs. Like, I don't even watch this no more. Right. You know what I mean? My thing is, like, when did this start? When did Black Friday, when did this holiday consumerism, like, excessive consumerism begin? I honestly don't know because it's been around for as long as I can remember. Mm. Like, you know, my mom started a shopper. Yeah. But my dad would get up early Friday morning after Thanksgiving and go, you know, and get stuff, and it wasn't. It wouldn't even be for Christmas. It mm. would just be, you know, for himself or around the house or something like that. And my dad, like my birthday, is like in the middle of November, mm. so he'll give me my big gift for my birthday, and then Christmas it'll just be whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm trying to think back on, you know, if I remember a time where where this wasn't a thing, and it's always been a thing in my in my lifetime. So I don't know if it's a if it's just getting gradually worse or now that we can actually start recording stuff and we're seeing like, all right, this is, you know, this is people who are actually fighting over this stuff. Man, I've, I've worked with people that have told me stories of just going to Black Friday to laugh at people. <laughs> wow. Like they seriously like stand around and ask somebody who's like frantically searching for something. So what's your purpose here tonight? What? Are you work here or something? <laughs> you know, like people are in a dead set survival mode oh on God. Black Friday. Okay. I have a story. <laughs> Yesterday, um, I was I was getting my nails done, and the lady was like, "Oh, you know they got the candles on sale at Bath and Body Works for eight ninety five. Now these candles are usually like twenty five dollars. So I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go go in, you know, walk out, you know. No, <laughs> you had to wait in line at the door to even go in and look around. Oh my god, for the candles, and then like people was just grabbing candles. They they was like the lady was just putting them out. She had boxes in her hand and she was putting them out. And they're like, "Hey, can I get that box?" Mm. So they would get the box and fill them up with candles. Now these candles oh. are huge. They like three wick candles. Oh my god! And uh, the lady was just throwing them in there. And I'm like, I smelled that one. It stinks. Like I'm thinking to myself. And then she looked at me like like she knew what I was thinking. She was like, "I'm just buying these right now, so I can exchange them for the ones I want later." <laughs> <laughs> I went because I wanted to get, you know, like something for, like, my daughter has a lot of teachers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like dance teacher, swim teacher, latchkey teacher, art teacher. And I wanted to get them something, you know, to show my appreciation. Oh, that's nice. So I figured that's I'd nice go get something cheap. Yeah. <laughs> and the line, I was in line. I looked around for maybe 15 minutes and got, you know, like five candles that I wanted. I was in line for an hour. Oh, my God. Just waiting to pay. Wow. And the cashier, I, I asked her, I said, you doing all right? She said, no. <laughs> She's trying to go home to her family. <laughs> she said, no. She said, you're the first person to ask me that. Oh. And I was like, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> she said, it's too many people. She said, I'm never doing this again. And that's the issue I have, too, the way they treat the, the employees. Like, you working crazy hours on that, th- that Thursday and Friday night, and they really get no breaks at all. They really have just horrible jobs. Man. I couldn't imagine. It was, it was um it, it I think it was Saturday or the Black Friday weekend a few years back. My mom and I were in a Walmart parking lot walking to our car. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the people, they get in the shopping carts and gathering them back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. I hear one dude outside, man, if one more motherfucker asks me with something at, I'm going to snap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even work at this place that much. I'm, I'm, I'm seasonal. <laughs> See, I couldn't do it. It takes, it takes a, a strong person to do that. I'm sorry. But my thing is, like, when we're reevaluating – you know, what the holidays mean, especially Christmas around this time. When did this become a part of it? I mean, again, the the, the Christmas is about the celebration of, of Jesus' birth, right? Yeah. When did it become about? It's supposed to be. Yeah, it's supposed to be. So when did it become about, all right, well, I got to buy my kids this. I got to buy my myself that. Um, you know, it, it just lost its message. You know, it lost its, its, uh, its foundation over the years. There's a line in um in a hip hop song with Raekwon and Ghostface Killer called "Cold Outside," mm-hmm. where Ghostface Killer says, "Man, whoever brought up Christmas needs to be shot or something like that." <laughs> yeah. Like you know, like you got mothers who can't even afford to don't even know they're gonna pay the rent um this month. That gotta because their kid says, "Well, I hope I get something for Christmas." Mm. We created it. Yeah, I believe we created it. Because I, I remember in you know like middle school and high school. You know, after Christmas, kids back saying, oh, what did you get? What did you get? Mm-hmm. And I used to feel so bad because, you know, it was, it was kids who always, because you know they were they were struggling. They ain't had the most money. Right. But they was all they were always sort of felt left out in that situation because other kids were getting, like, Xboxes and Playstations. And they're like, oh, I got, you know, some clothes, something like that. And you know that, that their parents can really afford that stuff. And they were just saying, like, you know, they're saying they're trying to keep up with everybody else. And it's like, where it makes no sense. It's, it's kind of sad that we turn this into sort of this materialistic thing when the principle about, you know, the holidays is to really give back. It's about, um, you know, uh, helping out those less fortunate. But it's, it turned into something completely different over time. And that's, you know, that's really on principle. That's just, it's kind of, it's kind of horrible. That's you think about it. The thing, the one thing I do like about Christmas is it gives me the opportunity to show my appreciation without being a creep. Like, I can't just randomly go up to my teacher, her, my daughter's teacher, and give her a candle. <laughs> Why, not? Why not? That'd be a good gesture. Yeah, yeah. I can. I just, I, I just, uh, I don't know. Like, you like could. thank you. Like, I don't celebrate Christmas, but thank you. But like, I think people eh. appreciate it more, though, if you did it outside of the holidays. I you, feel like I, there's this expectation, right. like, you're supposed to do it during the holiday. I'll wait till after the holiday now. <laughs> <laughs> See, there, there's different cases. Like, you know, I've, I've, I've talked about my, my, my mom and dad on this show. My mom's a Jehovah Witness. My dad is a little indifferent, but he comes from a side of family that's Christian and does Christmas things. Mm-hmm. But my mom, you know, she wanted to give me what she didn't get growing up. So she yeah. would get me things for Christmas. She would call it a, it was corny. She called it Anthony Day. <laughs> uh, that was she, nice. Like it was like a day close to Christmas. Uh, she wouldn't really call it Christmas though, and she just give me a bunch of gifts. So you know, as I got older, of course, it stopped. <laughs> mm. But um, you know, I started to ask myself, like, you know, when I when you become older. You don't want to say this, but if somebody says, oh, what do you want for Christmas? And, you know, if it's anything you can buy yourself, you just say, <laughs> I just want money. Right. Yeah, you know, pretty much. But you can't really say that because it's like, well, you know, I work for a living. You work for a living. Just tell me. But you don't want to tell them what you want either because right. there is no surprise. 
That's true. I was on the phone with my girl. I said, what you want? I was like, ah, it's all right. You don't have to give me nothing. She so was like, oh, just tell me. I'm like, if I tell you, then you'll get it, and I won't be surprised. Like, yeah. it'll just be you buying me something. If I say I don't want nothing and I don't get nothing, I'll be mad. So that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing with her. She, she's, and she tries to pull a uh, Whitney Houston. Oh, all I want is you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, 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 if all you get is me, I don't want to no, hear no mouth. Right. But, you know, I know I'm going to hear some mouth, so I got to get something. Okay. All right. Yeah. Moment of complete honesty. Yeah. How many times, like, if you can think back on Christmas or for Anthony Day, did you get stuff, like a bunch of stuff that you know you didn't deserve? Oh, that I didn't deserve? Yeah. I and mean, a lot. Wait, wait, <laughs> didn't deserve as if, as if, like, I was a bad kid or didn't deserve as if, like, um... Like, you weren't, like, you weren't your best. Like, you were a bad kid. Like, you didn't, like, you, like... I wasn't, uh, that, I wasn't that bad of a kid, though. I was. <laughs> <laughs> and I got something every single year. <laughs> I got, I was. And like I said, I got big stuff from my dad on my birthday, and then I got big stuff from my mom on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And that's... You know, when you become a parent, it's like, I'm not going to, I'm I'm trying not to do that. Like, come on. Like. And it was hard for me, too, because my birthday, again, is at the end of November. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you have. Happy belated birthday. Thank you. Thank you. And then, obviously, you have oh, uh, Christmas coming up. Birthday, thank you. Um, and so, I always felt bad because, like, thinking back on the hindsight, I asked for so much for both days, my birthday <laughs> and for Christmas. And I used to get it for my birthday and Christmas. That felt like I was a little bit selfish, you know, <laughs> looking back. On my life, like, I, I didn't deserve that. I didn't need that, you know, yeah. especially with, like, the financial, you know, like, knowing the financial situations we were in at that point. I was like, yeah, I was kind of selfish on that. Well I'm, well, I'm not a parent, but I always took it as, you know, whether your kid was bad or not, you know, sometimes you, you just love to spoil them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At certain points, I don't know, you know. But now, like, I feel like when I was a kid, like, my parents were doing the I'm going to do for you what I couldn't do for myself like as much as they could but now yeah. that they're grandparents they're like we're gonna do for them what we couldn't do for y'all yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. bad <laughs> so when when does that become too much like giving your kid everything do you think that causes some some problems that we're seeing because <laughs> i feel like we have a lot of entitled i think our generation too is a lot more entitled than even our parents because again we were given everything pretty much mm-hmm. that we wanted it's, it's, it's I like, feel like we were given everything except for the information that we needed. Like, we were given everything, but they didn't tell us about their financial situation. Right. Like, I was given everything, but I didn't know that my parents had to file for bankruptcy while I was in high school. Mm. Like, I think that's information that we need to know. Right. You So you telling me, as a kid, <laughs> you'd want to hear... Hey, here's your big, um, you know, Barbie said, just know that we filed bankruptcy to get <laughs> yeah. it for you. Uh, Merry Christmas. I think you we should be that? honest. I think that parents should be honest with their children about their financial situation. I don't think you should lie. Right. Yeah. Or like withhold a... or withhold information from your children, especially no. with if they're old enough to understand. I was okay. in high school when they did that and they were still getting me, you know, gaming systems, expensive shoes and stuff like mm. that. When they could have easily said, hey, we don't have it, and this is why. Right. I think I, you should pick your t- – oh, go ahead. No. I mean, uh, I can speak. I grew up in L.A. I don't know. If, I don't think Shannon She tells me. Yeah, I grew up because in L.A. Because he, hmm. will, he will not will, let the day go by without telling you that. Yes, right. he, got the, he got the Kelly hoodie on, too. Everybody must know. But uh, I, I'm a child of four children. Mm-hmm. Right, We have four, four, four of us in the family. And we all went to private school. In oh. LA, that is not 
cheap. But every single year for Christmas, all four of us got everything we want. If one person got a bike, everybody got a bike. It was never just one of us. So I think for my family, it was more like we can't just give one child something because he was good and everybody else has to Mm. watch this one kid play with everything else. Yeah, that would be messed up. But let me ask you something, though. Like, you don't think psychologically, if, if they got you that stuff and then they told you, like, okay, this might have took a toll on us financially, wouldn't that kind of mess you up? I think that would have been real because I went into a, a private school where all these kids had money. So I thought we had money also, right? Because okay. they got everything they wanted. We got everything. We're all in private school. We all living like this life. But right. that wasn't true. Once I figured out, once I got to college and I'm applying for loans and applying for this and that, and my parents don't have it. Yeah. Mainly because instead of saving, they were buying us stuff and sending us to this school where we could have went to public school. And I think it's important to teach kids reality. Like if we we're so clouded by just these thoughts of oh we, oh life is great, you know life is good. I can do what I want, but we need to lo- we need to know, especially if your child is in high school, middle school, high school, you know what it's, what's what it takes to get to this point. Um, and I think that doing that. And well, not doing that for our children, you know, either if you have children now or you're going to have your children in the future, be honest to them to the fault, to the to the extent that they know the sacrifices that you had to make, you know, because I think it's, it's better for them to know now and be willing to say, oh, you know what, mom, dad, I don't really need that this year or I'll save up half of it, you know, and buy it later. I think those things, it, it teaches a kid a lot. Can we at least agree that there should be a time and place for both? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, okay. I just, my in my mind, I'm thinking like, um, yo, I got you this set, but I just got to let you know, you know, we, we kind of on hard times right now. Yeah. It's just like, I think that's kind of like a if, but kind of thing. That's Or, you know, like I do a lot of, quote unquote, monthly investing in her. Like she takes swim lessons, she's in dance. So I'm, like, I'm investing in you monthly. <laughs> so, like, I can't, like, a lot of times she'll ask me for stuff. I'm like, I can't, I can't afford that. Like, mm-hmm. I tell her, like, I can't give that to you. Right. And she's like, well, can I get it? No. For, right. Like, like we went, she got uh, some gift cards to Toys R Us for her birthday. So we was walking around Toys R Us, and she was like, well, I'll just get that for Christmas. I'm like, no, it does not. <laughs> Right. It doesn't work like that. Like you made a list, you gave it to your grandparents, and whatever is on that list, this you may get it. She probably knows she's gonna get it, but <laughs> like that, if it's not on the list and you can't afford it with your gift cards, then you have to deal with the fact that you're not going to have it. And I think that comes from a whole other conversation as to what age do you start teaching your children about budget management mm-hmm. and financial awareness? True. So, at what age are you gonna say I have a hundred dollars? For the year, for your presence, how do you want to divide this? And that should be earlier, sooner than later. Yeah. Um, I think middle school is a good age, like fifth, sixth grade. You know, those are those are good ages where you can talk to them about the financial management and, you know, the importance of saving your money, you know, investing your money, stuff like that. Because, again, a lot of times, especially in the black community, we, we're not taught those things. We don't have those people in our lives who even knew how to do it themselves. So they're not they're not passing the information along. And so we're in a position now where we know. You know, we're we're more aware of financial situations, how to balance budgets, how to, you know, save money, how to invest. We got to pass the information on to the next generation. You have to. And it was a funny story that my my mom was telling me. Um, so my sister, she has a daughter. Well, she has five daughters. So one of the oldest daughter. Damn. Yeah. A lot of girls. <laughs> There's a lot of girls in our family. Um, so the oldest daughter, she told my mom, she's like, Grandma, I want an iPad for, my, for Christmas. And my mom was like, 
you know how much an iPad costs? It's like, well, I know it's expensive, but um, if you can't buy that, can you give me a, 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 a um, what say, a camera, a digital camera? <laughs> my mom was like, so she kept going down, lower and lower. <laughs> and my grandma, was her, my mom was like, yeah, you know what, you, we we can't do that right now. Um, and she just, again, she was just like really adamant about getting these things because she wanted to keep with her friends. Her other little friends have some of the same things as well, so she really wants to kind of impress them. Um, and that's one thing too that. I feel at least growing up in my neighborhood, everyone had tried to keep keep up with each other. Mm-hmm. Everyone had to have the same, you know, bike, the same razor scooters, stuff like that. And that's sort of a detriment to really a child's mental health. They just think they have to have these things because someone else has it. That's, as that's, well. that's real. Uh, when I was growing up, you know, we had to wear uniforms in school. So everybody, mm-hmm. you had to wear, it was shoes. Like, you yeah, everybody had, had shoes. nice shoes. Ride ports. Everybody got to have Jordans. Which ones do you mm-hmm. have? So forth and so on. And I think it's like, it's real because to this day, I still buy Jordans and I still <laughs> mm-hmm. have to have Jordans, even though it's not like for real. Like I really be like, uh, you know, I'm pulling more money in Phil Knight's hand, right? putting more money in Michael Jordan's hand. But I'm still like, but these are really dope. And I remember yeah. when these came out when I was seven and I couldn't get them then. And now that I have a job, I can get them. Yeah. I think I think we should talk about shoes because I, it's been a long time since I went out to Mr. Allen's or, oh. or Foot Locker. Cause I think the last time I went there, like I looked at some shoes, and they they look they look pretty good to me. Not mm-hmm. not the best kind, but I said, all right, these look modest. I saw like a like a a one fifty label on it, <laughs> yeah. like one hundred fifty dollars. I'm like, yo, seriously? <laughs> so I set them down and I walked back out. <laughs> but you know, I remember I used to be infatuated with shoes. You know, Air Force Ones by Nelly. That was my anthem. <laughs> That's my anthem. I wasn't really a big Jordan fan. Like I like Michael Jordan, but not the shoes. Mm-hmm. But I just know people. Well, where does that come from? One to shoot somebody over Jordans. Man. I never understood. I don't know, man. I think it's one of those things where it's like a poverty. It's a it poverty is. crime. It like is. when you rob somebody for something that you can't afford. Like that's yeah. a. It's a poverty. I can't get it, so I take it. Yeah. Right. Like there's a movie I saw recently called Kicks. Mm-hmm. That's um. It's kind of kind of like kind of like a dark drama, but that that kind of like approached it a little bit. But that was more like a like a coming of age kind of thing. Yeah. And it's still, that still didn't really answer my question, but I guess, yeah, I, I, I'll take that answer too. But think about, and I think we had a conversation about this maybe a month ago. We talked about this concept of power and, and even social status, you know, and, and growing up in our communities, unfortunately some of those material things became a symbol of how much power or status you have in the community or having your school or having your, right. uh, whatever your circle. And so, Jordans somehow just because they're they're expensive, just because you know um, they put this value this this value on it, which really doesn't make any sense. It costs five dollars to make them in China. Right. They charge they sell them for three hundred dollars, but it, it became a status uh, symbol that, that shows that you have some type of like you have power, you have whatever that may be. Think, it's just a status. I think Jay Z said it best: Carolina blue kicks, hottest nigga on the block. Mm. Like it's just yeah. That's just what it was. Like that's true. You're not nothing unless you have these shoes on your feet. Because we're all we're all twelve. Like how much power do we really right. have? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then you getting clowned the the kid who wearing um K Swiss getting clowned. Exactly. <laughs> so Man, nobody want to be him. I remember one time when I was little, I was like twelve, and my dad I asked for some shoes, and I don't know if he was trolling me or if I was just being a brat, but he bought me some bikes. Like they said, B-I-K-E on the shoe. And I was like, 
I am not. I'm not wearing these. I'm not. My dad's like, you gonna wear them? I'm whoop your ass. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I knew my dad, like, wasn't gonna, like, my dad wasn't gonna put his hands on me. <laughs> but I, I, like, but fear of disappointing my dad, like, mm. was like, okay, whatever. So I packed labels, blank labels in my book bag and I would put them over the. Oh, the- oh. <laughs> that's worse. Huh? And I put it over the. Because people was like, what is, like, and then one time they fell off. And they was like, what are those bikies? <laughs> what is that? Like, I'm like, he did that on purpose just to, Man, just I, to scar me. I remember one time up. he brought my brother some <laughs> pants. Like, this is when he was about to go into high school. Mm. And he bought him some pants with some elastic at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother was like, I'm not. I'm not going to wear these. My dad's like, I'm going to come up to that school every day and make sure you got these pants on. My, dad, my oh. brother's like, I will call the police on you. Oh. <laughs> hey, the funny part is those pants are the thing nowadays. Like, people wear those little elastic uh, yeah. little bands at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 Yep. Joggers. Yeah. It just shows you, like, that group thing men- mentality. Like, if you don't fit into the whatever the group says is the norm. Or, or, like, I would rather create animosity with the person that's providing for me than animosity with my peers. Mm. You don't get clown. Right? You don't want to be the laughing joke. You don't want to be don't. the person in the lunch line like, damn. Exactly. <laughs> what are those? There, there, there is a chance, you know, and then you need to maneuver a bit. There is a chance for compromise. Like, I remember I was at Mr. Allen's with my mom. I believe this is middle, middle school or high school. And LeBron had some shoes. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, the, the thing were Jordans or Air Forces. Yeah. So I got the LeBron shoes and they, they looked nice. You know, they were green and white. And, um, you know, it was a nice little compromise. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I, the, the objective was to not get clowned and, right. and not go mm-hmm. to some off-brand Nike warehouse and get some shoes called Airs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, like no uh, Jordan, like jump bands. Like right. they had oh, really? to be the Jordans with the numbers. Because my mom was, I remember last year, because my niece, she asked for Jordans every year. I asked her this year. I said, "How was your report card?" She said, "It's okay." Like, what? Mm. No, like you need a stellar report card. You asking for some some Jordans because right. when you ask for Jordans, you're not only asking for somebody to sacrifice two hundred dollars. You're asking them to sacrifice a lot of time. Mm-hmm. We sacrificed a lot of time. Look, yesterday looking for some Harachis, and my mama kept calling them hurricanes. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like, you are you trying to get on my nerves? <laughs> She's like, I said, did you ask the lady for hurricanes? She's like, yes. <laughs> it was like, what are the hurricanes? What? She said she knew what she was talking about. <laughs> she was like, I'm going to go see if they have some in the back, ma'am. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They, of course, they didn't have them because she asked for a particular style that mm. they didn't have. But, like, they, Jordan's is they're still, they're still the thing. But Air Forces used to be the compromise, but yep. now Air Forces are expensive. Mm. Yeah, that's something. Air Forces used to be kind of like moderately priced. Yeah, they yeah, used yeah, to. They that, were, that used to be the compromise. Years. I can't get mm-hmm. no Jordans, but can you give me these Air Force right. ones? But now they're they up there. Yeah, it's almost like a hierarchy of of your shoe type. Like if you fall in between, obviously the Jordans are for the people at the top. But if you feel like within the, the Air Force ones, you you straight anything below that, you about to get clowned like, easily. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> One thing you figured out, one thing I figured out in high school is that it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily quality, it's quantity. Like, how many uh-huh. pairs of shoes do yeah. I have? So instead of me getting one pair of Jordan for $180, I That's could true. get six pairs of whatever That's true. for $50 at Foot Action. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I saw some kids wear those Jordans out. They wore them every single day. That's the only shoes you got. <laughs> right. The only shoes they wore. Yeah. You want to know how bad it got? 
um, in my neighborhood, there were some, you know, some people, some, sometimes people throw shoes over, oh, yeah, the, over, uh, the, over the electric cords. Yeah. And I saw they were Air Force Ones. Mm. And I hadn't got any in my life yet. I said, Dad, I need those. <laughs> for the climb up. <laughs> and my, my dad used to work for AT&T. He says, do you seriously want me to get a ladder and get up there <laughs> right. and get them? I was like, yes. <laughs> Don't that mean somebody died or something? No, that's, that's where they sell <laughs> drugs. In L.A., that's what it means. Like you're selling drugs like on this block. Uh, this is where you, this is where you, it's a uh, house oh. over here. I would have messed oh, up sure. the connect, huh? <laughs> yeah, you yeah, they've been mad at you. He never did it. For real. But that goes back to the consumerism. Like this is, again, this is stuff that even as kids we didn't think about. But it still has this this mental effect. Even as we get older, we're still going to purchase these things and buy these things, fulfill these this need that we have in our life, whatever that need may be. Um, but in in terms of when I was a kid, though, I always felt that um, you know I didn't in ter- even with shoes, I didn't need the best shoes. Like right now, I'm wearing some some feelers, like some thirty dollar feelers. And I just <laughs> don't laugh at this, man. No. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I, I don't really care. As I got older, I could care less. I'm like, man, I'm just wearing these to go to this this Until studio. You get roasted. I don't, man. All right, go ahead. No, just like just as you get older, though, I just feel like I, I don't need to satisfy anyone anymore. I don't need. I don't need to to, to make someone look at my shoes and think, oh, he has money. Like, oh, he's he's doing well. Like, I keep myself just wearing this, and I'm good. I'm Anthony good to go. Anthony has average. to remind me, like you, you need some art. Stuff <laughs> you need to go shopping. Yeah. Is, is that bad? Yes. It's, it's, yeah. Hey. You say yeah. It's just, she doesn't. I think that's what happens. Like especially like when you have a young child, it's mm. more like I need to dress my kid more yeah. than I need to dress myself because I'm a grown up. So I think that yeah, happens. So sense. I think like I'm there to like bring her back to reality. Like I can't take pictures with you until you actually wear clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's also like I can't like I really with the like having a kid and her having all of these expenses it's almost like I can't justify the purchase mm. like eh, I like I was showing him some boots that I wanted they were like $300 right and I'm like uh, like I have it but I don't and I can't justify the like Spending three hundred dollars on a pair of boots that I'm probably gonna wear every day mm-hmm. <laughs> when it snows, and eventually wear them out in within like two years. Well, I mean, if if you go and use them to their full purpose, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but then again, you gotta look at the financial side of it. Is it worth it? Is it yeah. worth that much right. money? What was the craziest thing someone's ever bought for you as a kid, or even as a adult? What was the craziest thing you bought for yourself? Like the most expensive, like the most unnecessary thing. What y'all think? I know for me. So as a kid, I always wanted to play guitar for some reason. And my parents spent like almost $300 on this guitar, and I even didn't even play it. I didn't touch it. And it just it's in the attic for, for years. And I was, yeah, that was the most worthless thing they ever bought for me. I felt so bad afterwards. Uh, yeah. Growing up, man, Bay, Beyblade was the was the thing. <laughs> And you know my mama, she always she always heard me talking about it. Like, oh, yeah. I love Beyblades. You know, I see them mm-hmm. playing in the parking lot all the time. Mm-hmm. So she bought me like a, a a stadium of Beyblades. One flaw, I don't know how to play it. <laughs> and God. by the time she bought it, people had moved on to Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> so the whole time I'm trying to like pretend in my room like I'm playing. I'm like, thanks, ma. Oh. But when she gone, I just put them to the side and <laughs> went back to playing video games. I just, I the 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 trend was over. At least you ain't hurt her feelings, though. At least you at least tried to, you know, act like you're playing it. Um, the crazy, I I didn't ask for, 
I didn't ask for anything crazy. Mm-hmm. I like I got scolded one year for not asking for anything educational. No. So <laughs> Oh wow. So the next year I asked for they used to uh they used to be a uh an like a digital encyclopedia that Microsoft released every year called Encarta. I would mm-hmm. ask for that every year. It's like a hundred dollars mm-hmm. and I wouldn't use it. Well, just so I can get everything else that I wanted. Hey. That's smart though. Kids know how to play you though. For real. Oh yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what about you, Anthony? Uh that I asked for and actually got would probably be like Video games every single year. Uh, you know, Madden comes out every year. I have to have the newest Madden. I have to have yeah. the newest NBA Live back then. So, especially with all of our brothers, we're like, we have a Genesis. Mm-hmm. Then we go to like, our grandma, like, we also need a Super Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's four. Come of on, us. grandma. We need. <laughs> Bro, I, I never played, besides the, the iPhone version, I never played Call of Duty a day in my life. But everybody had Black Ops. So I asked my mom, let me get Black Ops. Yeah. She got it for me. I never played it. <laughs> Never been open. I actually played the video games that I got. Maybe too much. <laughs> Wait, what video games were you into? I was into Tomb Raider. That was fun. Yeah. I used to love Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Just Crash all, the, Crash all the time, just playing Crash it. Yeah, I was into Tomb Raider, Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Ooh, the very first one? I got the second one. Twisted mm-hmm. Metal. Mm-hmm. You used to love that game. Mortal Kombat was the stuff, too. Oh yeah, for even sure. though I, I I got mad when I couldn't win, <laughs> can never win. I was always terrible with it. Yeah. I, was, I was never allowed to play fighting games in my no. house. Like anything <laughs> with guns, anything with violence, never. So so no, uh, what is it? Grand Theft Auto? No, yes. no, Grand, yes. Theft Auto. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto Three. Grand Theft Auto was. Is, I would not let my children play that game. <laughs> I asked for like <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Mm. And I got it. Like they bought it. Like, <laughs> like, all right. I'm like, like, like they don't know what's going on in this the vi- game. The violence for no reason. It That's true. Makes no sense. Right. Yeah, I got caught because I was riding around, just riding around, shooting people. <laughs> right. Listening to Luther, and my mom came in my room like, "What's that? Wait, wait a minute. What's that?" It's <laughs> <laughs> the game you bought. Oxymoron. Listen to Luther Vandross right. in the car. Yeah. And while I was playing Grand Theft Auto, shooting people. Oh. <laughs> Cause you know you can change the stations. Yeah, now yeah. listen to the old school. You know Luther was playing. I'm bah, 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 you know shooting mm. prostitutes. Hey, grab Shoot yourself a hooker. <laughs> have, have a little bit of a session. Exactly. Yeah. It is. Like rob everybody. <laughs> right. The oldest ladies like pull them out Sad. their car and beat them with a Just bat for no reason. Take their car for no reason. That's crazy. Like wow, we're people get killed on the radio in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> right. It's, it's like, nuts. Yeah. Well, then it's we a great nihilistic game. <laughs> Why is our society so violent? I but, wonder. you know, right. I learned from that that <laughs> right. I have to monitor what it is that she's playing, what it is that she's watching. Mm. It, she It's nerve-wracking for her, very. That's true. But you got to be proactive and monitor the content. Got to make that change. So I did want to add, um, do you think that the whole Black Friday store shopping is going to die at some point? And I think I think it will only because... Again, internet is becoming yeah. so much easier just to buy stuff through Amazon, eBay. So, I, do, you, do you think this phase is going to end at some point? Well, then has it really died? Because there'll still be people buying stuff. It's, yeah, it's, it's just gonna. Well, it's just, it's just, just gonna, a different way. Yeah, it's just gonna morph into Cyber Monday because yeah. that's what I participate. I participated in Cyber Monday. Yeah, it is easier. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, but it's um, easier, and most of us work on computers. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
But this has been a, a, a great discussion, you all. It was fun. Um, this has been another episode of Can We Talk? Again, like, please like and share. Please like and share. Um, and we'll talk to you all next week. Have a good one.